hear somebody say preach? How's everybody doing? Let's pray I don't break my computer as I'm trying to open it while holding this. Intercede. Okay, did it. Can you guys still see me? Good, because I really want you to see me. Just kidding. Excuse me, I'm just getting over cold, so if I cough and hack, just, again, intercede. What? It's not a demon. (laughs) Yeah, it's not a demon. I won't be coughing up any demons today. (laughs) We already did that when Maloney came. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, happy Mother's Day. Glad you guys are here. I see somebody with a hat on back there. I just want you to know, I always want to wear a hat, but I always feel like I just can't pull it off. So one day on Mother's Day, I'm going to wear a hat and surprise all of you. Hey, Beth. Yeah, uh, we've got Beth and John in town, our Ugandan missionaries. (laughs) They'll be presenting in in a couple weeks and just... Uh, laying their heart out for you guys. I think it's in June, right? John is not well. Um, do you want to be more specific? Okay. So uh, uh, John has sickle cell, and sometimes it acts up, usually when he's here in the States, unfortunately. So let's just pray for John real quick. Is that okay? Yeah, so God, we just uh, lift John up to you right now. We just lay him right down at your feet. Yeah, we just release all of you on all of him right now in the name of Jesus. We command everything attacking his body to be completely voided in the name of Jesus. We release your healing oil. We release your blood over him from head to toe, inside and outside in the name of Jesus. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, so today I want to talk to you guys about crossing the Jordan. But I first want to just share a little bit of the dream that I talked about last week during worship. If you guys were here, I just barely mentioned it. Jim thought it was a good idea for me to say, so I'm going to say it. Um, I won't go into the whole thing, but who doesn't like a good piece of a dream, right? Yeah. All right, so I was in Target. (laughs) I was in Target, and we were at a prophetic conference. And they were announcing something over a a loudspeaker. I'm going to move this. I just feel so separated from you guys. And they were announcing something over a loudspeaker, and the woman next to me was like, what are they saying? And I'm like, Well, what they're saying is, if you buy the big cup, you can take it back at any time and refill it for free. And she's like, oh, okay, so I walk away, and under my breath, I say to myself, I'm not going to lie, I could use a drink right now. And as soon as I said that, a guy named Saul came walking by me, and he just immediately started prophesying over me. One of the things that he said is that I was going to have a coming out party. If you remember last week, that's what I shared, that part. That's the only part I'm going to share. But um, it's funny because 
I looked up his name. I have one of those name books where the scripture goes with it, you know. And so the scripture that goes with Saul is Isaiah 44, 3. For I will pour out water on him who is thirsty and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your offspring and my blessing on your descendants. That's pretty cool, huh? That's funny. Yeah, so I just, I just really pray that over you guys today that, that this word that I want to give you is a prophetic drink to you. You know, sometimes we just run and run and we deal and deal and we don't even realize we need a drink. But man, when I, when I got that, that prophetic word in my dream, I was like, oh man, I, I didn't realize how bad I needed that because <laughs> you're just plugging and plugging for Jesus going forward and forward. And sometimes, man, just a prophetic drink from the Lord is just really fills you up. And so that, that was one reason I wanted to do the prophetic words over the moms today, because I want you guys leaving here completely encouraged, not just the moms, but everybody. I also thought it was interesting that it was Saul who gave me the word. And then um, that Sunday, a few days after I had the dream, Jim touched a little bit on Saul, on his name being changed to Paul. Do you guys remember that? So, um, and during worship, the prophetic song that was coming forth is that God was going to give you a new name. See how breadcrumbs, like Jesus gives us breadcrumbs and we just follow them and it's so fun. So follow the breadcrumbs. You know who else got a new name? Jacob. Jacob wrestled the Lord and then his name became, does anybody know? Israel, that's right. Somebody reads their Bible. <laughs> and like Jacob, I know some of you guys have wrestled with the Lord and you've been crushed and pressed, but today he wants to give you a new name. So let's believe that you are coming out with a new name. Sorry, my voice is weak. I'm, I feel like I need to be more excited for you guys because I get bored of hearing myself like talk monotone. So forgive me and don't fall asleep, okay? It's a good word. So um, earlier this year, I had another dream and a word that we were crossing the Jordan. So um, I want to talk a little bit about that. But like I said, the first part, I just kind of wanted to encourage you. And maybe that'll kind of trickle in the, the dream before about taking a drink, having a drink. All right. So the good news is, is we are crossing over. Everybody say, I am crossing over. Say it like you mean it. Here we go. Yes, I believe you. So what does crossing over the Jordan River mean? Here's what it means to me. You are leaving one place to go to another. You have been tested in the wilderness and learned that God can be completely trusted. You've seen some miracles of provision and will now walk into the fullness of God's promises. You are now moving from miracles to blessing where he blesses the work of your hands that doesn't mean that miracles cease. It just means things are going to be a little different. Here's my favorite. It means you are slaying giants and taking walled cities. That's my fave. Yeah, so there's an abundance of promise waiting to receive you on the other side of this, this river. It's funny, um, I don't know if you guys know the story much of Jacob, but he... After he, after he, after, 
after he wrestled with the Lord, after he wrestled with the Lord, <laughs> after he wrestled with the Lord, he wrestled, he got a new name, then he crossed a river. Mm-hmm. He wrestled, got a new name, then he crossed a river. He was very scared to cross that river because he didn't know what was going to be on the other side. Esau was on the other side, and Jacob didn't know if Esau was going to receive him or not. But he did. Esau received him, and it was all good, and it ended very happily, happily ever after. Sometimes it's scary when the Lord asks us to do things like that, but Every single time, there's always amazing things on the other side. Every time, every time you trust him, the other side of the river is waiting to receive you. It's a place in time with God's promises over your life. Hear that one. It's a place in time with God's promises over your life waiting to receive you. Jacob said this in Genesis 32. 3210. When I left home and crossed the Jordan River, I owned nothing except a walking stick. Now my household fills two large camps. So when he first crossed the Jordan, he had nothing but a walking stick. And now he lives in, in lots of provision and abundance. The other side is waiting to receive you with abundance and blessing. So let's get into the story a little bit of Joshua crossing the Jordan. I'm going to probably read a lot of scripture today, so stay with me. Stay with me. Just clap in there, snap in there. I need Cheryl snapping. All right. Many of you guys already know this story in the book of Joshua when he led the Israelites out of the wilderness after they had been wandering for 40 whole years. And then he took them to the Jordan River, and he led them across, right, to the promised land. We all know this story if you grew up in church at all. But they didn't just cross the Jordan River. God actually did a sign and a wonder because they crossed the river on dry ground, and then they, um, so God pushed back the water, made the water ground, uh, dry, made the ground dry, <laughs> stuck the uh, priest holding the Ark of the Covenant, which is God's presence, and everybody walked by on dry ground, passing by the Ark of the Covenant, which is God's presence. It's time to come out of the wilderness of sorts. I know wilderness can be a lot of things for people. I feel like we came through a really large wilderness, but sometimes there's little baby ones. (laughs) So, Whatever your wilderness is, it's time to come out. It's, cross, it's time to cross the river and drink of the kingdom land that God has been guiding us towards. So let's read about it. Joshua chapter 3, starting in verse 14, if you have your Bibles or iPhones. Excuse me. Verse 14, chapter 3, verse 14. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan, and the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. It was the harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. And if you're a homeschooler, you know things about that. That's where the nomads hung out because they could grow things. Same Melinda as she knows. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. 
and the water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the river bed was dry. Then all of the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. They waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. I believe that, that we are in the middle of that scene right now. Everybody can cross over at once. And so I believe that some of us have probably already crossed over. Some of us are in the middle of crossing over, and some of us are about to cross over. At any rate, we're all going to cross over. Do you hear me? You are all crossing over. <laughs> we are moving one place and going to another place. We are coming out. <laughs> Doggone it. Here is our benefit, though, of crossing the river. We don't, we don't just pass by the presence of God. We actually get to carry the presence of the living God. And I know I probably say this every time I get up here and preach, preach. But um, we, we are a walking, talking Ark of the Covenant. You guys understand that? God is like an, we're an earshot away. Okay, anyway. What a privilege. Let's keep reading Joshua 4, 4. Chapter 4, verse 4. So Joshua called together the 12 men he had chosen, one from each side of the tribes of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan in front of the ark of the Lord of our God. Each of you must pick up a stone and carry it on your shoulder. Twelve stones in all, one for each of the twelve tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. There will always be a testimony when you cross your river God's always going to do signs and wonders and miracles and, and all kinds of things. And so I just want to encourage you today, write those things down. Pass them down from generation to generation. The things that you know that God did for your grandmother or your great-grandmother, pass them down to your children and your children's children and their children's children. Write them down. Pass down the goodness of God, what he's done. Because if you don't, nobody knows. I know sometimes it's so easy to just, you know, God does something and you're like, oh, yes, thank you, Jesus. And then you, you forget about it. We need to keep talking about it. <laughs> Your kids need to hear the goodness and his miracles. Skip down to verse 10. Joshua 4, verse 10. The priests who were carrying the ark stood in the middle of the river until all the Lord's commands that Moses had given to Joshua were carried out. I just want to encourage you, stay in his presence in the place that he has put you in. Do not move that place until all of God's commands have been carried out. Everything that he told you to do in that place, stay in that place. I know sometimes the grass looks greener on the other side, doesn't it? Sometimes it does, and sometimes his burden gets a little heavy. That just means you're starting to do it on your own without him, and you need to do it with him. He trusts you. He trusts you that you're going to carry out his will and his purpose with him. He trusts you. 
Everybody say, he trusts me. Joshua 4, verse 10, reading on. Meanwhile, the people hurried across the riverbed. And when everyone was safely on the other side, the priests crossed over with the ark of the Lord as the people watched. The armed warriors from the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh led the Israelites across the Jordan, just as Moses had directed. These armed men, about 40,000 strong, were ready for battle, and the Lord was with them as they crossed over to the plains of Jericho. If you're crossing over the Jordan River, can I propose to you that you are ready for battle, you are armed, you are equipped, you are trained, and you are trusted. Otherwise, you wouldn't be crossing over. (laughs) God will never put you in a battle that you cannot win. He trusts you. Joshua 5, verse 10. Skipping ahead. Chapter 5, verse 10. While the Israelites were camped at Gilgal on the plains of Jericho, they celebrated Passover on the evening of the 14th day of the first month. The very next day, they began to eat unleavened bread and roasted grain harvested from the land. No manna appeared on the day they first ate from the crops of the land, and it was never seen again. So from that time on, the Israelites ate from the crops of Canaan. When you, when you cross into your land, there may be things that God provided for you before that you're not going to see again. Because he is expecting you to pick up the plow and use it on your land. Right? He expects you to, he's, his provision now is I've given you this land. Now I want you to plant on it and I want you to eat of its fruit. So we don't want to be whining and pining and crying for manna. We left that place. We left it. We don't need the manna. He's given us something new. And he's going to prosper it. He's going to bless the work of our hand. There comes a time when God wants to move you from living miracle to miracle in the desert to living in the blessing of the promised land. But we must also always learn lessons in the desert, which is complete trust in God when it looks impossible. That is your wilderness training. <laughs> you learn to trust in God. And I just want to say, if you, don't, if you don't see a lot of impossibilities in your life, can I just say it might be because you keep putting a contingency plan there in place. You're like, God, God, I want you to come through, but just in case you don't, I'm going to do this over here. Can I just say, just, just live without a net for a few weeks. Just, just look to God for one thing for three weeks. Don't have any contingency plan and see who your God is. See who he is. And the desert, it's just training ground for the promised land. Romans calls it raining for life. You've probably heard the term training for raining. I'm sure that's one of Jim's titles for one of his messages. <laughs> he has good titles. <laughs> I don't know why that tickles me. Um, <laughs> oh, man. So I just want to tell you, you are equipped. You are armed to cross the Jordan. 
I'm like half done. I just want you to know that, by the way. So anybody falling asleep, wake up. This is the time. Don't miss it. I see some of your eyes are like, I can't hold them open. It's a different scene up here. After you cross the Jordan, it is now time to put into practice every gift that God has put inside of you. So you're crossing the Jordan. He's given you the land. Now all the gifts that either have been lying dormant or you have not activated or they haven't, you know, got into full bloom, but you've been training, this is now the time where we're going to see what you're made of. (laughs) You're going to see what you're made of. It's going to be awesome. And we don't fight with fists. Okay, so when we take the land, we don't fight with fists, right? That's not what we're going to do. We're not going to sword somebody. (laughs) Sean liked that one. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) But we fight with different weapons. We fight with love and peace and truth. It cuts through. We fight with a new reality of complete access to the king of all kings. There's not a moment in a day that you cannot look to him for an answer, no matter what you're doing, whether it's changing your baby's diaper or you're in the middle of a board meeting, and you can just turn your ear to the Lord when you need him. God, what is your answer for this? I will say, and I truly believe, that we're still learning how to carry the fear of the Lord. That is one thing I think we need to grow in, and I think you guys would probably all agree at some level right? You know, the Israelites had fear of the Lord. The Ark of the Covenant, if you touched it, if you touched God's presence, what happened? You died. I mean, that's some fear of the Lord. And we live in the New Testament. We now carry his presence. We are the Ark And although God is good and he's love and he is precious and we adore him, he is still all-powerful. I feel like John Paul Jackson, um, he had talked about tickle time. I don't know if anybody's heard him talk about that before, but... He has this message on knowing when it's tickle time and knowing when it's not. And we need a healthy respect for the Lord because it's not always tickle time. You know, when you tickle your kids and they just want to be tickled all the time at inappropriate times, they don't, they don't have a healthy respect. <laughs> you know, they're, they're like, that's all they know is tickle time. And I feel like we're never going to be able to move past this level, one level of intimacy, of tickle time, to carry out more, the more that he wants you to carry out. We have got to learn how to, let's just say, I was thinking about this. The elders probably aren't sitting around the throne room having tickle time with the Lord. I mean, they're bound on their feet or in their knees and their face. They're throwing their crowns to the lamb who was slain. And it's not going to be tickle time. I'm just saying all that to say, I, I just, if you don't have a healthy fear of the Lord, start asking him for it. Just start asking. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. You start asking. 
Yeah. Joshua understood that it wasn't tickle time in this next passage. Joshua 5, 13. He had the fear of the Lord, and he knew to obey quickly. When Joshua was near the town of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and demanded, are you friend or foe? Neither one, he replied. I am the commander of the Lord's army. At this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? The commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did as he was told. So just recognize when it's not tickle time and obey quickly. Bobby Connor says that delayed obedience is actually disobedience. Yeah. So after you cross the river, you're going to take your land, right? Like I said before, some of you have already crossed. Some of you are in the middle of crossing. Some of you are waiting to cross. Those of you who have already crossed, you may be already in the middle of taking your land. In um, chapter 6, the Lord told Joshua, I've given you Jericho, its king, and all of its people. That probably struck some courage in him. I feel like that's a word for you guys today. I've given you Jericho, its king, and all of its people. God gives specific instructions after he told Joshua that. Specific instructions. And it was their obedience and their sound that actually made the walls come down, right? Don't get me started on sound. Everybody has a sound. And your sound, it actually shifts the atmosphere around you. Okay? But I'm not talking about sound today. Obedience and sound. God gives us specific instructions to make winning so much easier. Oh, my goodness. If we just obeyed him all the time, winning would be so easy. Sometimes we, we, we get into this self-indulgent thing, and we, just, we don't obey what he's saying because we're trying to please ourselves a little bit. So this is what happened in the camp. I'm not going to read this whole part. I'm just going to tell you. So um, Joshua, after they had went into Jericho and they had taken the land, at their next battle, they actually lost it. And Joshua was like, God, God, like, why am I losing this battle? Oh, my goodness, you told me I'd never lose. And God's like, somebody in your camp disobeyed me. That's why you lost. So anyway, they picked the people out that disobeyed. And so that tribe was like, well, the gold and the silver and the beautiful robe looked really enticing, so we wanted it for ourselves." And God had already told Joshua what to do with those items. But this one family messed it up for the whole, the whole thing of Israel. And I'm telling you, we live in the new covenant. Yes, I'm not trying to put shame on you. But what I do want to say is that we are all connected here. And your choices affect this entire body, whether they're good choices or bad choices. Okay? So stay in holiness, stay in humility, don't get caught up in the things of this world. It's all temporary, you guys. We're here for a blip it, a blip it. We're not here for very long. Like, we're here for this long. (laughs) Eternity's forever. So obedience and release your sound, of course. The book of Joshua has so many lessons 
I mean, we could spend an entire lifetime just learning lessons. But today, what I want you to hear is that you have crossed over, or you're in the middle of crossing over, or you're going to cross over, and the Lord's presence is with you, and he's watching. He's watching you right now. He's keeping the ground dry, so it's easy for you to cross right now. You're getting ready to see what is truly inside of you. You are really getting ready to have a coming out party of your own. He's giving you land and places and positions to make his name famous. But in the meantime, you get blessed. So I want you to close your eyes. This is, we're like right at the end, you guys. Close your eyes, and I, I just want to say some things over you, and I want you to, this to be a drink inside of you. So just close your eyes and listen to what I'm going to say over you and just receive it. Just turn your eyes towards the Lord. His presence inside you, just become aware. You are full of his power. You are full of his very spirit. You are equipped to face any and every problem because you've got the holy God who lives outside of time, who knows the beginning, middle, and end of your life, who has the answer to every question living inside of you. He's given you gifts and talents and spiritual gifts that you are now to take hold of. You no longer just drink milk, but you are sitting at his table. You no longer just do tickle time with him, but you also sit at his feet as he tells you his secrets and trusts you to build his kingdom. Thank you, Jesus. God, we receive that word today. We receive who you are in us and who we are in you. Thank you, Jesus. All right, I'm going to uh, end with some declarations. I don't know, did you get those, David, by chance? Did Josiah send those to you? Yep. Okay. We're going to say these together, hopefully. All right. Here we go. I am leaving. Oh, you know what? Hold on one second. Why don't you stand up? We could release our sound better from our bellies when we stand up, right? Now, listen, I want you to say this like you mean it. You're going to not only be talking to yourself, but what, what you're releasing is going to shift everything around you, okay? Here we go. I am leaving one place to enter another. I have been tested in the wilderness and learned that God can be completely trusted. I will now walk into the fullness of God's promises. God blesses the work of my hands. I am slaying giants and taking walled city for God's kingdom to be established. Amen. That's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs>